Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Review Anything. My name is Glenn Johnson. And I'm Joe Frank. We're just past Thanksgiving, at least for us. Hooray. By the time you're listening to this, we it's did it. quite a bit past Thanksgiving. That's my intro. <laughs> Maybe Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think when this episode comes out, it will be the week of Christmas. Everyone have a happy Christmas yep. time. And we have a we have a very Christmassy film to talk about today. Yeah, not really. No, not at all, no. actually. Today we are going to be talking about 2022's After Sun, directed by Charlotte Wells. This week's episode is brought to you by the Sony VX2100 Mini DV camera. This is a great camera. Um, State of the art. It is my first camera. Hmm. It has standard definition. Mm. Yeah, go over some of the features because 480p did have 16 by 9 aspect ratio. Wow. But it achieved that by cropping to 16 by 9. So, <laughs> uh, but I used it all the time because that was more cinematic, uh, obviously. Of course, you've seen Inland Empire. Yes. Shot on this camera basically this camera it's the next it's the so the vx2100 is the prosumer model gotcha professional model is the sony pd150 yeah that's what we tried to get them to sponsor this episode it's too highfalutin yeah Uh, yeah and also david lynch kind of owns the market on Mm -hmm. the pd150 we called him and asked him about it and he he, just would not but no you can't have it that's all he it's said. It's my camera. And then he hung up. So yeah. I don't know. But we did get to talk to him, which was Yeah, cool. that was cool. Um, we tried to ask him if he had listened to our Twin Peaks the return episode and we He I, just started telling us what the weather was. Yeah. It was really weird. Seventy five <laughs> sunny. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, we couldn't get the uh professional version. But yeah. But the VX2100 is a great camera. And we're honored that they chose to sponsor this episode. So, yeah, check it out. Um, I'm sure it's readily available Mm -hmm. at all the stores. On the market. Um, uh, It's uh, really high quality. Film your next home video on the... VX2100. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This will be very spoiler-filled. And this is a movie that I think is very worth going into not really knowing yes, what is going on for sure. Cause I, I mean, I literally knew nothing about this when we went into it. Yeah. It was, I had seen the trailer Yeah, and the trailer grabbed me and I was like, this seems really good. Yeah. But that's all I knew. I just knew that it seemed like it was really well made, had no idea what the story was, what mm-hmm. was going to happen. Do not listen to this if you haven't seen it. Unless you want to. It's and if fine. you if you haven't seen it and you're about to turn this off and go watch it, just I think my if I ever recommended this movie to somebody, I would just be like, watch it in either it, I guess it's probably not in theaters, but watch it in a quiet room and just let the movie unfold. Yeah. I think that's like it's the kind of movie that you could maybe get bored with or get Yeah, distracted. don't pause it. Don't yeah, watch it in one sitting. Yeah, watch it all together, all at one time. Don't like be looking at your phone. Just let the movie do what it's doing, mm-hmm. and it'll be worth it. Spoiler! I feel like this movie is 
one of the first movies that I've seen that feels very catered to our generation, maybe a little before yeah. that grew up with home movies. Yes. Not, I, I know that, you know, I think our parents probably have some like maybe eight millimeter rolls or like 16, what, maybe not 16, yeah. I don't know, but like some film rolls that are very small snippets. But I feel like we're probably the first generation that grew up having hours and hours of just mundane, kind of unimportant, seemingly unimportant home videos captured throughout our childhood. And this movie captures that and taps into that feeling very, very effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this movie follows a father and daughter on a vacation over one summer. And that I mean, that's like the plot. That's it. There really isn't a a plot like there's nothing to say this is what this movie is about besides it's a father and daughter on a vacation but it's all framed through the adult sophie watching these tapes Mm -hmm. which at the beginning of the movie there's a clip from one of the home movies of of her dad sophie is actually recording and she's like filming her dad out on the porch that's how it opens and and when that clip ends or i think maybe she pauses it or something and you see the reflection of an adult woman in the tv i think it's there the whole time but it's like it's kind of faint yeah your eyes almost kind of adjust and you see it yeah at first i was like oh i wonder who that is i guess i'll find out and then kind of slowly dawned on me it was like oh okay that's the adult sophie um, but that was such a great way to frame the movie because I mean that's really what this movie is. It's a it's an adult looking back on a moment in her life that she's trying to understand and trying to like put the pieces together of who this person was that was her dad mm-hmm. and ha- only having this little bit of footage, maybe like and, an hour of home video from that trip. And these like scattered memories. Mm-hmm. And that's how the film plays out. It's like these these movie clips from the camera and then actual filmed images mm-hmm. of her and her dad. But it, it it is very meandering. It's not like the plot kind of like builds or anything like that. It's just like it's just some stuff that happened during that trip. Yeah. And it's all kind of scattered. And some of it is arguably even out of order. Yeah. Because certain scenes will play. And just because you assume that that's how films work, you assume that this is sequential, like you're seeing something and then you assume that that's happening. But then as the movie goes on, you realize, wait, maybe that's like quite a bit in the future. Or maybe that was even before this trip happened, which that's what I think is probably the most effective thing about this movie is. And I someone described it as like quietly devastating, which I think is where it isn't it really isn't until the end of the movie that basically every scene before it just feels different when you're watching it it's not born i didn't feel bored or i didn't feel like confused or like well why is this happening like i i kind of just took it in but it wasn't until the end of the movie that when you think back to basically every scene it just feels completely different than when you first took it in for sure. Which is a crazy, uh, very effective technique. Yeah, I mean, it was one that when it ended, I I mean, I just sat there kind of trying to process everything. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it definitely took on like a whole different meaning at the end. I mean, it's one that, that stuck with me. 
I, it affected me a lot mm-hmm. that night after I watched. I mean, a lot of movies, you know, it's emotional watching the movie, but this was like emotional after. Yeah. Like, which it, the movie is very, um, honestly, like very simple, but it also uses some really interesting creative choices. Yeah. Like pretty early on, they established this flashing strobe like void that the adult Sophie is kind of wandering through and you see these glimpses of her dad dancing in this you just I mean literally like frames like you see like one frame and then it's black and then you see another frame and it's black yeah um which is very very stylistic very and doesn't really match the tone or like the feeling of the rest of the movie I mean like there's a scene early on where Sophie they're in their hotel room and she goes to bed and or he kind of puts her down and then the camera just kind of follows the dad as he goes out onto the back patio and lights a cigarette and starts doing like some Tai Chi. I think he's like dancing. Yeah. 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 And the whole time you're just hearing Sophie breathing, like it's still in the room. So you're just hearing this like breathing, but it's just following. And then I think it even like kind of goes back to her. Like it's very slow, very quiet. And then at times it'll interrupt it with this strobe dance scene which as you are watching the movie doesn't seem to make much sense. Right. Or you're trying to picture like, like what, what is even like yeah. happening? It like why, it, why does it keep cutting to this? It always comes out of nowhere. And then it's like, you're just like, is this like a flashback to mm-hmm. him meeting her mom? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And cause like there's this woman standing there. You don't know who she is at, at the beginning and she's like watching him dance. And I don't know. It's, it's very confusing at first. But the way she uses that to to build to the climax of the movie yeah. is, uh, I mean, just unbelievable. Which we will definitely talk about because yeah. I'd, I'd say the last 10 minutes of the movie are some of the most effective. Um, yes. But going back to the home video thing, I think that that's also one of the most effective techniques because like you mentioned, the opening scene where you're seeing them kind of like interact and it's fun and it's funny. She's being goofy and like zooming in on him and he's dancing. And then later in the movie, it comes back to that, but you're seeing the cameras plugged into the TV and she's filming. Yeah. So you're seeing like the feed on the TV Yep. and then it reaches a moment where she asks a question and the dad's like, I don't want to. Yep. And she's like, Oh, come on. She's still being goofy. Yeah. And then the camera turns off and there's a very real, very heartbreaking like conversation that they have yep and then i feel like that was maybe the first time there might have been a time before that where you start to see the way that she was using that to establish this like home videos only give like this glimpse yeah it's incomplete it's not the full picture and oftentimes it's maybe even a little false because there is a performative nature to when you know that the camera's on you and you're trying to i don't know so to then take that and clearly see the way that the adult Sophie was struggling with the recollection she had through the video versus maybe what she actually remembered of that moment is very sad. Well, it's amazing. I mean, that, that scene is so powerful. Um, the way it's done, is like just incredible. It's so simple, but Mm -hmm. like there's a couple times where I think his face kind of creeps into the reflection in the mirror Mm. behind the TV and it 
rack focuses to his face in the mirror and just at the right moments. And then like, ah, it's so, it's so simple, Mm -hmm. but it's done so perfectly. Yeah. Which the performances too. Oh yeah. Paul Meskel plays the dad and then Frankie. Frankie Cario. Corio. I think it's Frankie Corio. Plays Sophie. And the dynamic between them and the way that you slowly start to see just how depressed Paul Meskel as the dad is like. One of the most memorable scenes and like very effective scenes is um, when Sophie is laying on the bed. uh, It's like at the end of the day and he's brushing his teeth in the bathroom and she's talking. She's like, do you ever feel like you're, uh, you know, it's you're at the end of a really good day, but you just feel really sad that it's over and, you know, you already did it. So like, and then you just kind of feel like, like your bones are yeah, your bones heavy feel heavy and you don't want to do anything. And it's almost this idea of like, you should be happy because of how yeah. great of a day you had, but yet you still feel you so s- like feel really down. I think I can't remember how he verbally responds, but well, in his face, yeah. it's like you see the recognition and the almost like concern and, you know, it's like, oh, no, I've passed this on to my daughter. And then that's when he he spits the toothpaste out on his reflection just in like contempt mm-hmm. for himself. Yeah. That now he feels like he's passed this on to her. Yeah. It's very, very heavy. And then he's like, well, let's go get some dinner and have a good time. Yeah, I love because at the start of that, she's like, do you ever just feel kind of sad? And and you, it's holding on his face the whole time. And you see this like recognition and fear. But he's like, what do you mean? Almost like yeah. lighthearted, like maybe yeah. that's not actually what she means. The acting in that, I mean, hit the way he, he uses his voice so differently than his facial expression. Yeah, it's I mean, that I feel like that's got to be such a real thing for a parent. Yeah. To where it's like you're you're really trying to project a certain energy to your child without, you know, you don't want them to be concerned or make things worse for them. And then maybe you're kind of like burying some things at the same time. So, I mean, that's yeah, it's, it's so, all communicated just in his just face. in his face. Yeah. And that I mean, that's throughout the whole film. I mean, yeah. like one of the most brutal scenes is whenever she tries to get him to do karaoke and he just like, no, I'm not going to do it because she goes up to start to do karaoke anyway, even though he's like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And it seemed like I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those scenes where she starts singing and then he's going to finally go down. Yeah. And they're going to have a good time. <laughs> It'll be like this be great. beautiful kind of like moment of connection. And instead she starts singing it and for like two minutes straight. She's just singing it alone awkwardly. And it, I feel like one of the most brutal shots is it cuts to him just like staring at her with like a drink. Just like he just looks kind of like angry. Yeah. And that look of just like not even disappointment. It's I don't know what it is, but I like recognize that. Yeah. And then they have that exchange afterwards where he's like, you know, we could get you singing lessons if you want. And then um, which I think he's kind of trying to joke with her like. A little bit mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, you don't sing very well. So we get you singing. Lessons. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then she's like. But also maybe he like kind of all of maybe, a sudden felt bad. And he's yeah. like, maybe I should do try to do something nice. Right. And then she's like, well, she's like, stop doing that. 
stop promising me things you can't afford. Yeah, that's and then he it just like that's like cuts yeah. straight to the heart. Yeah. I mean, throughout the whole movie, Sophie is kind of going through this like wanting to be more independent. Like there are some older kids at the at the hotel who she starts hanging out with and kind of looking at like older older girls like being in relationships with guys and kind of like almost like wanting that and so that's like a moment where it seems like the first time that she's like really talked back to him yeah or even like purposefully tried to say something to hurt him yeah i think we talked about it and also i watched a video where charlotte wells uh talked about it but like in that moment he looks really hurt and then he kind of like laughs like looking at her yeah almost to like try to break that tension and she just doesn't even look at him and just ignores him and then that smile just like fades so again it's all the acting is so subtle throughout the whole movie it's so good yeah the crazy thing is most of the movie is just these like very quiet normal scenes of like a dad and his daughter Mm -hmm. on a at a like all-inclusive resort yeah that's like it's just like them in the hotel room getting ready to go do things them like sitting by the pool playing pool like playing arcade games but again it's not until the end of the movie that all of those scenes and even the way that they were interacting suddenly actually carry weight so much so much more weight than you realize in the moment which is that's what the whole experience of this movie is trying to capture that feeling of being an adult and looking back Mm. on that time and it having all this new weight because of what you now know as an adult. Mm -hmm. And that's like, it's crazy that a movie is able to capture that feeling. So well. of like, you know, at the time I had no idea completely mundane. Yeah. It was all just normal and fun. And now when I look at it, it's like everything has a whole different. And maybe that's even our, tendency to like assign meaning to things because we need that in order to try to understand why we feel the way we feel or even like guilt because i mean i can remember like you know when i was when i was younger when i look back now at ways that i reacted to certain situations with my parents or something how like selfish i was but i was also you know like her age like i was 11 yeah and not that you're not that you shouldn't be selfless when you're 11, but like you just don't think about that when you're 11. It's only until you're older that you look back and you are like, you realize these conversations or these moments actually were probably very hard for your parents, but you just don't, don't recognize that in the moment. Yep. It's a very, um, a very real movie. I, I think for being about a specific vacation two very specific characters it is it's very universal i mean it's like the the themes in this movie and the what it's trying to communicate they just ring very true there i mean there are things in you know as as with the home movies you know playing those back over and over again and then like pausing at specific moments to try to like you know what was going on right here like that i mean that's a very real thing and just taking all of those things and like trying to you know like soak up as much as you as you can of that person after you know it's like beyond the point where you can 
know them anymore. Ask questions or yeah. understand any deeper than what you already have. I think you, we talked about that after it was over immediately after when we walked out, it was just like this unknowable aspect of your parents, and especially when you've lost a parent and you don't have that, like you said, you can't ask questions. Um, that, I mean, that captures that so well. And I think uh, we should probably talk about the, the climax. Yeah. The you want to kind of talk about how that plays out. They go out on the dance floor. Well, the dad does. And he's like, come on, let's dance. And she's like, I don't like dancing. I'm not good at dancing or whatever. And he's like, no, come on, let's do it. It'll be fun. And, he, and the, uh, under pressure is playing. And so he goes out and start dance, starts dancing. And then she's kind of standing there watching him like embarrassed, but also like laughing at him. So then it, it then it starts cutting it, intercutting those visuals of the, the rave scene of her as an adult watching him do like the same dance moves and he's at, and he's wearing the same shirt wearing the so same it, shirt it's like him from that moment so now you see like where this memory or this like weird flashback is you know where it's rooted and so then she's like watching him and then it's intercutting between these slow-mo shots of the strobe lit dance floor and then the real dance floor of Sophie and then she ends up like going actually dancing with him and then they're like hugging and having a good time and just like she and there's this moment where she hugs him like super tight and then that's intercut with her as an adult finally reaching him in that because the whole time she's like trying to push past people yeah he's like kind of unreachable he's like out there out of just out of her reach and then she finally gets to him and grabs him and kind of hugging and then like but she also looks really angry and then she ends up pushing him pushing him away from her and as he like goes back you see her and then she kind of like flashes between the young Sophie and the adult Sophie and this is all intercut with the actual dance floor with under pressure playing and they do this crazy thing with the song where they like drop out all of the instrumentation it's just the vocals um doing the harmonization and there's the 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 score. There's a very minimal score in this movie, but that's the part when it really like. It's, it's, so there's this like kind of ominous, like sad synth kind of underscore with the vocals, and it's so it's so well done. Yeah. Um, but it all builds to that moment when she pushes him away. Oh man, so much is like captured. That scene is like really ties the whole movie together, yeah. as well as the final shot, which we'll talk about yes. too. But like. It's such a masterful scene because it communicates so much without any dialogue. Yep. You know exactly the conflict and the like longing to be close and the like anger at past events or kind of who he is. All of that is all in that one moment. Yep. Captured so well. Yep. Well, and I mean, the way I interpret this movie is that. I, I mean, I would guess that shortly after that trip, he commits suicide because mm-hmm. um, there's this the shot that's intercut with Sophie after after she gets mad at him. He's like, well, I'm going to go back to the room. We should we should go back to the room. And she's like, no, I'm going to stay here. And then so he's like, all right. So he goes back to the room and then you kind of see the night going on. He's getting drunk and then he ends up like walking through the town and he goes all the way to the beach and walks out into the water. 
And it, it just seems, holds on the ocean for like yeah, two minutes. It seems like that's happening. But then when she gets back to the room, it turns out he was passed out on the bed yeah, um, from drinking. So I, what I interpret that as it was just kind of a, that scene happened later on mm -hmm. the, the beach scene. I think that he either went back or maybe that's in a different place. Um, and that's not, that's not a, uh, impossible thing because like we said, there are moments where it'll intercut future events or yeah. past events with the present almost to like give context to it. Yep. Cause there's the scene where she has everyone at this like Parthenon looking thing, sing happy birthday to him. Yeah. And it just slowly cross dissolves from him watching them to him just sobbing in yep. his room alone. Yep. And so it almost gives this juxtaposition of feeling and events and yep. And so yeah, I I interpret it the same way that that beach scene is probably even after Sophie left. Yeah. He just which that I mean that with the dance scene, it gives it so much more even more weight where it's you know it's this mixture of sadness. And anger, uh, you know, anger at the parent of the dad having taken his life. First. Mm -hmm. And she had no idea why, I'm mm -hmm. sure, at the mm -hmm. time. Because, like, watching the, the movie as she's a kid, she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. She's completely oblivious. Yeah, that's a good point. And you, so then... As a kid, it seemed like, he, you know, he's dancing on the dance yep. floor. It looked like he's having the time of his life. And then maybe, you know, a week later, he had killed himself. That would be so it's like, how confusing. Do you, how do you put those yeah. two and i'm sure there's got to be like some anger that mm -hmm. comes with that too and frustration with like why would you why would you do this to me yeah because i mean that i'm sure that's what it feels like yeah that dance scene where she looks so like angry and frustrated and sad it's like all of those feelings of grief wrapped up into that one scene and it's it's just so so well done and the really like brutal but realistic part of this film is there is no revelation nope there's that moment where they embrace in the void and that's yeah. that is correlated with that but that's not there's no more under it's still a wrestling of emotions so there's no you know there's nothing where it's like suddenly everything's clear and she feels like peace or something yep which is especially highlighted by the final scene because the one of the first things you see in the film too is a home video of her leaving after the vacation's done. Yep. And then you see that again, actually like the last thing is her again as an adult watching that clip again and pausing it like on the final frame of that final tape. Um, and the camera just kind of pans from the TV to her watching it. And then as it pans, it cross dissolves and then you're seeing the dad like holding the camera at the airport and he turns it off, closes it. And behind him is a door, like a swinging door that leads back into, you see the strobe room and he just walks in and the door closes and then yep. it ends. It's a, it's such a, such a good ending. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's brutal, a, but it's, it's incredible. I mean, it sums up everything about the movie so well. I mean, cause that, that 360 pan, you know, it's like her pausing the frame on what I would, I would imagine is probably the last time she saw it. Yeah. So that's like her waving at her dad for the last time. And then 
and then as it crosses all, it's it's him. And he's smiling, he's like he's waving at her, and then you see that like she's he closes the camera down, shuts it down. She's obviously out of sight at that point, and his whole demeanor is back to like this despair kind of the smile fades, and then he turns and walks out. And it's like that, you know, that was like having that perspective of mm-hmm. the the freeze frame. And, and then she the other never, side she of never that. saw that moment. She that didn't he closed see that camera, but she kind of sees it in her head, yeah. I guess. And then he kind of goes back into obscurity. Yeah. Into this like void of unknowing. Like yep. it's, it's a place that after that moment, there's no more context. There's no more way to understand her father, except for these memories and these home videos. Yeah. That was it. That was the last, that was the last time. And that's, I think that's why it, it sticks with you so much because it's just this like that's i mean yeah that's all we have it's those those memories and but i think it's also like i you know i saw somebody their review of it was that you know it at the same time emphasizes the fact that like once someone's gone that's it like you Mm -hmm. just have you only have those memories and those photos or whatever you have but then at the same time it's like that is an encouragement to just like live in the moment and be present and yeah it's i mean i feel like there is a tendency or a desire to capture everything and i think there is value to having home videos and yeah but that's also not reality right i mean it's not because that the movie isn't told like paranormal activity or something where it's all from the perspective of this so it's not like it's not like she was like okay i'm gonna tell a story solely through home movie footage there's still the memories like that and that's the part the memories are what really tell the story mm-hmm. because it's not until she turns the camera off that he actually opens up to her and tells her what's you know this bad memory that he had or like that's true so know, yeah the home videos are like a piece of her puzzle yeah. of trying to understand but it's really like that combined with her memories of him mm-hmm. that really like inform us of what was going on yeah yeah i think there's a lot that you can take away from this movie um but i think for me like it's just so it was so real and Mm -hmm. so this is somebody who knows what that is like who's like putting it to film in a way that's like so powerful and meaningful and i feel like some of the specific emotions that this film captures and presents i haven't really seen in another film yeah i haven't yeah again i think because of the way that it uses home video and you know a lot of the filmmakers that are coming up now would be the generation that had home videos without you know again like we talked about at the beginning not just these like little reels of eight millimeter but like i mean i have we have home videos it's like an hour and a half on christmas morning of nothing like it's not there's nothing there's no it's just us like doing stuff but yet those take on meaning just because they were captured yep i don't know if i I think to your point i don't know if the movie's that interested in home video in that way but like you know we quote things and we have inside jokes in my family that were small things that were said in a home video yeah and yet millions of things like that happen every single day yeah that weren't captured 
we assign meaning to things because yeah. they're filmed and that almost informs our understanding of ourselves and our family, even though those might not be the most representative or I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I've thought through that very well, but there is an aspect to home video that is fun, but also like a little terrifying. Well, it's, I mean, it after you've lost like a parent. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Like watching those home movies for me, it was like, I just wanted to find as many shots of my mom as I could. Cause she was hardly ever on camera. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't necessarily devastating. It was more like, I, I just kind of was just cherishing every mm. frame that I could mm. find of her. You know, that to me was like a very healing yeah. process of like going through old footage and finding those shots and like isolating. I ended up like, I, I went through and digitized a bunch of uh, eight millimeter film basically went through and like took the exact clips that my mom was in and put them on a timeline and exported that and just shared it with my family. I was like, this is all, all the footage from all those reels that had my mom in it. I don't know. It was maybe like three or four minutes. Mm -hmm. It was not, not very much, but that was like really meaningful mm -hmm. to find those, those clips. And yeah, I think it, like I said, it was very healing. It wasn't necessarily like, Oh, this is like so hard it's already hard. So the, those things actually just made it like, I don't know. It yeah, was, it that was makes sense. Helpful. And then finding like photos and stuff too. Like we spent a lot of time like going through, my dad has this massive tub full of printed photos. Wow. I mean, it's unbelievable. They, it is such a mess. It, there's no organization at all. Mo some of them are in the like CVS oh, yeah. envelopes yeah, yeah. that the like, prints would come in some of them are just loose and there's just like piles and piles of photos so we we spent some time going through those and it was kind of the same thing as like we just grab any picture of my mom we could find and yeah i mean that was like a really helpful mm. thing and it was like seeing her at all these moments that we remembered but then all these other moments that we had forgotten about it's like oh i don't i yeah. forgot that we even went to that place and then it brings back all these memories about that, those moments. So, man, I mean, so it's such a, I, yeah, that's such a fine line. Like as you go through life, what is the balance of like capturing those things for posterity and right. also just like being alive in those moments being there yeah. as they're happening? Right. Because yeah. you could live in a way where you're so scared of forgetting or losing out on these things that you're constantly capturing stuff yeah. that you actually don't even like live I don't know. Yeah, that's the weird. I mean, that's a whole other thing with our current world, like mm. this, the way the world is now, like having your cell phone on you all the time. You can take any, you can take videos and pictures of anything. Like, I always feel like if I, if I spend that time in that whatever moment filming it, I didn't experience it. Mm -hmm. So I, I can go back and watch it later, but like, it's a second hand. If I, if I don't do that and I just sit and like experience the thing as it's happening, it's so much more meaningful later. Mm. So it, it's yeah, weird. It is. But then like, you know, to have like, to think about someone from our generation, you know, after they're gone, their kids or their, their whoever's left is going to have a lot more, probably a lot more documentation of that person's life. Yeah probably going to be a lot harder to find yeah. because of like 
cloud. You got to log into my iCloud. It's just like, yeah, it's so all over <laughs> They're going to the need my iCloud password. Or like Facebook albums yeah. or whatever. There's just, it's, it's just different now. But but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, that's that's going to be a whole different dynamic. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if the movie's necessarily saying anything about all that. I feel like the last shot is very, and I, I, I don't know how to process it, but it is this meta thing of like, you see the full screen home video playing out basically in real time. It just plays yeah. the whole like three minute clip. Then you see it on the TV. So that's even like a different experience. You're watching it on a TV. So it's almost yeah. like separated. Then you pan around and you see Sophie as an adult watching it. So there's processing her processing that and then panning around in the other layer of the person who filmed it and what was actually going on behind the camera. All those things are all kind of swirling together. And I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know if it's trying to say anything other than just capture like a feeling that is very real with everything we talked about with capturing or, you know, filming things and how authentic is it to what was going on? I don't know. I think it just, so I just think it perfectly sums up the movie. Yeah. Because it's all, you know, using the TV and her watching the TV and then panning to him like that's it's almost like her imagining him with the camera or like reliving that moment in her head of seeing him filming her and waving and stuff like that's and then and then imagining like putting the pieces together of like Mm -hmm. him walking out the door like all of that. It just it's just that is what the whole movie is doing. Yeah. It's trying to like assemble this image of this person filling those gaps in between the home movies Mm -hmm. and stuff and trying to understand what was really going on. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean the, the idea of pausing the frame at a specific moment, trying to be there again, Mm -hmm. like that is such a real feeling Mm. that like, I think that's why this stuck with me so much and it hit me so hard after it was over. It's just like it it touched on things that are so real that even in the moment of watching the movie, I wasn't like, oh, I've done this before. Mm-hmm. But after it was over, I was like, I, this whole movie is it feels like my experience. Yeah. I, I don't have any experience with any of the events that happen in this movie, but the plot almost doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, there almost isn't a plot, yeah. but like, it doesn't matter. The setting doesn't matter. The events surrounding his death don't matter. It's, it's the feelings of dealing with it afterwards yep. and like ha- only having these memories and these moments on camera. But again, that's kind of the beauty of it is that it captures that in a way that's still cinematic in a way that, this could only be communicated as a film as a film. Yeah. It's impossible that this movie and story could work in any other format. Yeah. And it's pretty, I feel like it's pretty rare that a movie does that for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great point. It it wouldn't work the same way as a book. book. Yeah. No. I mean, the story would just have to be told completely differently Mm -hmm. and that. So like this, yeah, like you said, as it is, as the film exists, that's the only way that it can really yeah. like be effective. Yep. And yeah, it's, it, it, it really is. I mean, it's incredible. Yep. I mean, this is, I think this is my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. I, it spoke to me so much and just like 
yeah, even way after it was over. It was just like very, very effective. If you can see it on a big screen, it's definitely worth it. I know that that yeah. probably is hard at this point, but even even if it's not, it's like we said at the beginning, just sit down and watch it all the way through. Yeah. It, I mean, it really is a good one to just be locked in. Yeah. Thank you for watching. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for watching the playhead. Yeah. As it played. We appreciate all the views. Um, Thanks for using your uh, Windows Media Player visualizations <laughs> to watch this podcast. Um, yeah, we'll have another episode in two weeks, probably. Until then, and review until anything. Until we review, review anything. anything. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>